<laughs> I'm joking. Hi guys, welcome back to a new episode of Women to Women, where I would sit down with different women within the industry, within every walk of life that I look at on social media and I'm inspired by and kind of understand how they got to where they are, how I can learn from their mistakes, their successes and everything in between. So before that, I wanted to kind of introduce myself to the brand, kind of get you guys to know who I am, what I do, where I come from and what's brought me here. Um, and I can't do that by myself. So I've decided or I asked my boyfriend to help me and kind of ask me questions because he knows me, but does he really know me, you know? So I wanted him to kind of ask me questions that as a guy, he would want to know from a woman's point of view and kind of understanding the brand from a male's point of view. So I hope you guys understand that a guy will be in, but he's not going to be back. So this is just for the beginning. Really? Yeah. yeah no, he's not going to be back. You're not inviting me back? No. So do you want to introduce yourself quickly? Or, no, actually, you don't have to. Do you want to introduce me? Yeah. So this is Jide. Mm -hmm. He um, owns Got Magazine. Some of you have heard it. Some of you haven't. It is an online platform, like a magazine. Jide. No, I want to. I want to hear your explanation. No, because you're funny. You, you're you on the passport. heard me um, do this enough times. It is a online magazine. It's a youth platform, kind of dedicated to pushing the talent that is in the UK and cultivating real, raw talent. That's how I see it, and kind of championing the people that are not usually championed um, within UK. Is that good? Is that good? Mm, I sold it. You know what? A for effort. <laughs> Definitely A for effort. Still. Anyway, Shai, it's not your brand that we're trying to get to know, okay? It's woman to woman. To woman. woman to woman. Yes, cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. You know, it's my first time being on this amazing, wonderful podcast. But um, woman to woman is a brand that you've been working on for a long time. You know, I've seen the growth from the beginning. You know, I don't know if the listeners know exactly how it started and all that stuff, but maybe... Those are the kind of things I ask you today, innit? Yeah. But um, but yeah, man, I'm just here to kind of support, show love, you know, help the journey get off to a great start. <laughs> and um, just like get, because I, I, I speak to her all the time, like, you know, multiple times a day. And that time we'll be having our deep conversations. And I feel like that's the time where I really get to know her best to some extent mm -hmm. sometimes. So maybe we can kind of like recreate that kind of atmosphere and like let the fans see a side of you um, that they haven't seen yeah and then go forward from there in it mm -hmm. and people are going to come back and listen to this as well hopefully so hopefully. as the show grows but yeah let's get to it man i'm talking too much yeah he is in it okay let's go <laughs> <laughs> but um so i want you to tell me about woman to woman because i've always thought like raw like woman to woman you know yeah someone might hear that and think you know, that? maybe it's like a, you know, because you got this whole LGBTQT community going on right now. Today. It's powerful. Today. You know, and some some people might think, rah, what does that mean? Yeah. So what was the what was the thought process behind coming up with that name? Um. So I, I've, I started Women to Women. So I've always wanted to start something for women from young, growing up. I'm the oldest girl and growing up, I didn't have an older sister. I was the oldest sister. And a lot of things that I learned was self-taught. A lot of the experiences that I had was kind of like, I had to learn by myself. So growing up, I went through a lot of things that I thought if I had someone to speak to, I would have 
I would have gone through them, but I would have learned quicker, you know? So I, it was always on my heart to start something, but I never knew how to start it. Mm. Um, I never knew how to start it. So when I went to uni, um, when I went to uni, lived by myself with my best friend, and um, I went to this event and the lady came up to me, it was a Christian event, and the lady came up to me and she said, I feel like you're gonna start something for women. And at the time, I wasn't in the right mindset to think I am rightly equipped mm. to do something like that. So I ran from the calling, if you must say, like, you know when you have an idea, but you think I'm not qualified enough, so I thought someone else would do it. Mm. But it was always on my heart to do it. So, um, so, so yeah. So when you say on your heart, yeah. At that point, did you had you already started conjuring up ideas in your head like, oh, boom, I might want to do yeah um, this kind of thing, or was it just like a vague idea like, oh, I just want to help women like cause... yeah, it was literally a vague idea. It was literally that like, I just want to be the catalyst to change a woman's life. I want someone to look to me and think, yeah, she's helped me in some way or some some sort. I wanted to. Yeah, I just wanted to help women. I didn't know in what capacity. I didn't know how. I didn't know where. I didn't know how I was going to do it. But it was just something that I wanted to do. And I knew that I wanted to do it. So I went into second year. Um, uni. Second day of uni. Um, and then I met my boyfriend. Um, in first, like, late first year. Like, first, first year of uni, like, two, late 2014. Yeah, July 2014. No. I, what? <laughs> I can't listen. I can't remember. No, it was. It was you was in first was, year. I was in first year, and it was like February-ish, not late. It was February-ish. Yeah, probably around that time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I think I told Jide the idea, and I didn't know how I was gonna do. It. Remember, I told you. And Jide was like, "Why don't you start small? Why don't you just start an Instagram page? Why don't you make an Instagram page and just start writing?" I'm not a writer. Um, I wasn't born in the UK, so English is not my first language. I can I can speak, I can I can write, but I'm not a creative writer. Um, so that was kind of like a plunge. So I literally said, okay, cool, I'll do it. So I started an Instagram page. And you were shook though. I was scared. You'll I was see, scared. Yeah, you're actually shook of, <laughs> of, of, of everything. No, do you know what? My I'm surprised fear, you're not scared of spiders, to be honest. My fear is, yeah, that's I'm not scared of spiders. I'm not scared of insects. You're scared but of everything I'm else scared. apart from spiders. I'm scared of my my issue with starting something was that I was scared that it wasn't gonna do great. I was scared of failure more than anything. I was scared to start something and no one would support me, or I would start something and it wouldn't get as big as it I wanted it to. So I was kind of running from that responsibility, kind of running from. Mm. Do so see me? Uh, you know me already, innit? Yeah, like, do, don't you feel like that fear of failure is like a learned behavior? Definitely. And where, where do you feel like you, you learned that? Oi. <laughs> um, I think the, the fear of failure kind of came from, um, I was very sheltered. Okay. I was very, very sheltered growing up. So I never stepped outside of certain things. Mm-hmm. It was always go to uni, do your, no, go to school, do your work, do that. It, I was never pushed well, I never felt the need to push for something other than what I was ever told to, you know? Mm. So, I don't know. And I've always, I've always kind of had an anxiety of failing things. I didn't want to, I don't want to let people down. I didn't want to let myself down. Mm. So, I, it's kind of been internalized to the point where I won't do certain things in order to preserve my sanity. Not my sanity, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Basically. That's, that's hard to me, like. 
No. You know me and yo. That's that's thing. That's why it was so interesting. Like, because you're completely, I'm completely different. different. Like, Jay will wake up on Monday and say, "I'm going to be a cook." <laughs> yeah. Jay has never worked in a big kitchen, but he will work to be a cook, and he'll try. But with me, I wake up and say, "Oh, it'd be nice to be a cook," you know. Yep. And I'll, I shall go and online. I'll, I'll go online. I research. How to make jollof rice yeah. on YouTube. Whoa. And then, <laughs> Whoa. I'm joking. Whoa. I will do the same, to be honest. But yeah, so it's it's it's. I don't know. Just that fear kind of stopped me from doing it, and I think taking the first step helped. So yeah. So so what was the first step? Creating a YouTube um an Instagram page and just write and just I put out my first post and then I used um because one thing that I learned was. Someone somewhere is already doing something that you're doing. You just need to do it better. So when I went into doing starting an Instagram page, um, again, did it? I did it help me a lot. Like for anybody that's starting something, have someone that believes in the vision more than you do, or the same way you do. Because if not for um him, I I think it would have taken me longer to do certain things. I'm not beginning up, but yeah. <laughs> so. I downloaded a thing called Crowdfund Crowdfunder, and really? I, yeah, was was it not called Crowdfunder? No, it was. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Because I say yes, it was. It was called Crowdfunder. No, it wasn't. What was it called then? Fire or something. Fire okay. Crowd. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so what I done is, I wanted to build up my um, audience. So I went onto a a Instagram page that I really liked, and it was called A Queen's Wear. And I basically, this is the cheat, guys. I basically followed everybody that interacted with her post. Because if they're interested in her post, they'll be interested in what I write. So that kind of, I didn't use hashtags. I didn't do none of that. I literally just followed who interacted with her post. I didn't just follow the people that she was following or people that were following her. Like, let's say she posted um, something 10 minutes ago. Everybody that liked that post, I'll follow them. Because I knew that they'll interact with what I'm posting. I wouldn't go on a fitness page or I wouldn't go on a food page and follow the people because they might not be interested in what I write about so that's what I did and it kind of blew and people kind of just started warming up and sometimes I would write things and I think my confidence came when I would write things and people really like well like, thanks I needed this because mm. sometimes you write things and you don't know some of the things that you do you, you're not doing it for yourself because mm. some of the things that I write I was writing I wasn't going through it but I just felt to write them and someone would comment saying I needed this or thank you or they would DM me and I'd be like oh okay <laughs> so yeah so that's kind of brought about like okay I'm doing something right mm. and the fear kind of like, went away yeah kind of okay cool so like I feel like yeah I don't know, like, if people know that there was, like, a physical side to women's women as well. Oh, yeah. At uni. Yeah. Because you was part of, like, ACS, you was doing that. I swear, when I met you, you was, like, full-fledged ACS. ACS. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and that's, you know what, that's the first, that was the first woman to, I did the first woman to woman event because of ACS. It used to go hard. So, my, one of my closest friends, the doctor and the ITD model, was the ACS president. And I was the events manager and she asked me to do an event. She actually helped me as well. She asked me to do an event for women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, what can I do? And I did 
an event called Woman to Woman, which was kind of like um, the girls just coming and we were speaking about girls' issues. We kind of did a workshop and it was literally, there was only like 10 people, if that. No, there was only like 15, let me pick on my phone. There was only like 15 people, if that, at the event. But it was such a good event. Like, it was so, so, like people were crying. Like, people really felt like they could un- unload themselves. Like, we shared, we talked, we done workshop, we did everything. And I really loved the idea. And then I remember her coming to me, at 10, I come to me and she's like, you're meant to be doing this. Like, I'm so proud of you, you're meant to be doing this. So that's when I started. And then in second year, I remember at that time, I really didn't want to be the face for it. Because it, um, the way that I started, I didn't want people to look at me like, "Raw, she's doing a woman empowerment. She shouldn't be doing certain things, or she's doing this for women. She shouldn't be speaking a diff- a certain way." And I didn't think I was ready to kind of amount to that perception that people would have put of me. But what would have that perception be? I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes you start like, let's say if you try start a fitness journey, mm. and someone sees you in McDonald's eating cheeseburgers and Big Macs. Listen, I'll eat cheeseburger yeah, but... before my gym and then I'll eat a Big Mac on my way home. Yeah, but I didn't want people to see that and then say, yeah, but hey, don't... ain't you doing a fitness journey? Yeah. Ain't you doing that? Yeah. Ain't you doing this? Yeah. For me, that was scary. I didn't want to let anybody's decision on me be let down. Like, I didn't mm. want that. And I think over time, obviously, I've grown out of it. Well, I'm trying to get grow mm. out of like whatever people think of you. It's they're thinking but do you feel i don't feel like you can ever grow out of that though like because even everybody reflects like on on their decisions before yeah. they do it even even the most stupidest of people mm-hmm. somehow reflect on some of their decisions before they do it yeah and then but i still feel like she i feel like i've lost my train of thought but yeah like i feel like um no, i've probably lost my train of thought okay Sorry. all right <laughs> you're gonna have to we'll cut this bit out we'll after the break. <laughs> what, what did you say <laughs> I'm so sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I actually forgot what you said. <laughs> Jesus. Hello, sorry about that. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, basically, what I was trying to say is that I don't think humans will ever outgrow that feeling of being aware of that, that you know, will being watched. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for me, I, I've just never minded because I've I've been watched all my life. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? Like I feel like all of us in this world are observers. Like you know me, I, I'm deep. Yeah. I, I get deep, you yeah. know. And I feel like we're all just mm. different iterations of of one being, mm-hmm. and we're all just different perspectives of that one being, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, you know. And um, so that therefore, how can I be afraid of, of myself? Yeah. Because when I look at other people, I see myself. Yeah. And I, I try and see myself from their perspective as well. And I'm aware that no matter what I do, these eyes are still going to be watching me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And for me, I'll just rather use those eyes to do something positive. Positive, yeah. You know, and I think from when you know that what, what you're doing is positive, mm-hmm. then you should welcome those eyes. People should see what you're doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because what you're doing has a good purpose and it has good intentions yeah. installed in it. So there's nothing to be afraid of with that. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. even if you feel like, rah, maybe because it'll be like a roadman all of a sudden. I don't know. Maybe I don't know how you, what what it was that you felt like would make it contradictory for you to do like a woman empowerment kind of thing. Um, I don't know, man. 
I really don't know. I think it's just that I'm not like, I'm not, I just didn't think I was your typical person to do this. I'm not, and especially coming from like a Christian background as well, I didn't think that I measured up to what a Christian girl should be like. So for me to start something to empower women in that discipline, I just felt like I'm not going to be able. And I had a lot of people trying to change the vision because of that, because they wanted it to be more suited for like, Frock wearing, mm, what, eh? long skirt. Yeah, and the like, Kitten Hill wearing, all of that stuff. Yeah, and that's not me. Is that and not I, you? No, it's not me. And I wanted to make it very, very personal to me. Um, I grew up in a church, and I, and the reason why I wanted to make that was because I felt like I, the church wasn't raw enough. It wasn't real enough. It wasn't. Let's talk about what females really go through. Let's learn from what females really go through. So I wanted to make something coming from the church was so different that people could learn from like candidly and speak on things that were hurting them candidly as well mm. um so yes yeah, so i think with that as well i'm trying to upkeep the image of a christian girl and i just i eh, it wasn't it wasn't, mm. it wasn't so so after you did the first event yeah how far along the timeline was it that you made the instagram i made so I did the event, I think, in... I did the event in May. I think it was um for National Women's Day or National Girls Day. It was in May. And then I did the Instagram, like, in the summer. Mm-hmm. I think it was in the summer. And then um I went into my third year and then I started Women to Women, um, a meet-up, like a fellowship sort of thing. So what I would do is every Thursday, I would me um just girls any girl i just put it out there any girl that was in first year first 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 year third year second year to come let's have a chat and i'll do like workshops um i'm not a workshopper um i would literally just sit there and have a talk with them and stuff like that and i remember the first couple of ones and no one came like like no like not a lot of people came like one two people and i remember it was me and my one of my friends that were doing it together and we were just sitting there with our feet on 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 the table thinking yeah no one's coming today <laughs> and literally 15 girls just walked in like 15 girls just walked in and we were literally had to like get ourselves ready and be like okay whew. but we were prepared for the for the show but we just weren't prepared for that time um because we didn't think and i think that shows a lot because you never know when the impact will come mm-hmm. or when something will really show itself so always be ready because you know you never know so what was like the basis basis of um these workshops that you're putting together um the so every week it will be on different topics so we'll have weeks where we talked about the state of the heart we'll have weeks where we'll talk about weaknesses we'll have weeks where we'll talk about beauty we'll have weeks where we'll talk about Christianity and womanhood we will have weeks Well, we just delved into different sides of womanhood that I felt like weren't discussed enough when I was growing up and kind of looking at these younger younger girls um coming up and listen to me I wanted them to take something away from that so mm. very much delving into the different aspects of womanhood that mm. are not discussed as much mm. yeah cool and do you do you ever feel like there was any like resistance from any of the girls in terms of like either listening to you or, or kind of you know breaking that barrier because mm. sometimes someone someone might just come and just want to listen and not yeah. really share much or yeah. 
someone might come and like you know maybe say what they want to say to you after yeah you know because like, in my workshops i experienced the same similar kind of things but with you lots one is the whole purpose is to be raw and mm-hmm. emotional and to strip back the layers do you yeah. know what i'm saying so like was there any ever resistance from some of the, the young girls yeah i think it's funny because as women we've been told to not be strong but we've been told to handle our battles silently and i feel like with a lot of the ladies that i would encounter there would there would there's there, there's there were girls that would come every single week but they wouldn't speak but they would keep coming and i think that kind of taught me that it doesn't matter what the response is from people as long as they are coming and they're listening that means that they're taking something in mm. there's people that did not speak but the way that they maneuvered like i saw a difference in them mm. um and i'd yeah, like I get what you mean by people coming to you after the workshop and speaking. Because I had a lot of girls after everything finished and I wanted to go home because I had deadlines. Mm. Someone would come to me and be like, Laurie, I'm going through this. Or Laurie, this is happening. Or thank you for this. And how can I do this? But oh, I had girls crying to me. I had a lot of like, it was, it, and women were very raw. We, we, and one thing that I learned was that every, we're all going through the same thing. We're all going through the same thing. We're just wearing different shoes. Mm. So it was kind of finding a way to kind of relate to everybody's story mm. and kind of really make it a place where even if Hannah has never met you, Hannah's gone through what you've gone through and you can learn something from Hannah, mm. you know? So I think that was the main thing that I wanted. And I I think once women get comfortable in that environment, there there is no barriers. Mm. Like There is no barriers. I think the barriers is just them the barriers are broken when they get through the door i think once women start speaking about things openly everything drops mm. like there's power in that and i wish that it was like pushed more mm. you know cool. I, I, that's the thing i want to challenge you to push it more because yeah. i feel like everything you're saying at the time like and still now and will forever be like all like so necessary you yeah know what i'm saying like for women to come together and um confide in each other and support each other mm-hmm. But the, the reason why I ask you about the, the resistance as well, because at uni, it's kind of like, you all kind of have that in common. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah. all young girls. Some of you are pretty much from a similar demographic, mm-hmm. um, similar age, you know, going through similar struggles at yeah. uni. Do you feel like for that kind of um, concept to, to continue and grow, yeah, it would ne- always need to be um, women placed in a, in an environment with people that they can relate to. Or do you think it could work? Let's say if you have Sally working in IBM, talking with you know um, Georgette who's yeah. doing her final year dissertation, yeah, and um, maybe Katie who's a PR at, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it could also work in that kind of scenario? Um, yes and no. Okay. Um, the reason I say no is because. When I was at school, I went for counselling. I'm a black woman. I'm a black woman. And, um... I'm a black man. Yeah. Black (laughs) humans. (laughs) The the woman that I spoke to was a white old lady. And when speaking to her, I felt like I was speaking to a rule. It was like, you're not getting my journey. You're not understanding my pain. You're not understanding what I'm talking about. In that aspect... Um, I feel like Dennis, I need someone that looks at me that's walked maybe not in the same shoes that I was wearing but that, that's walked on the same street mm. that I passed by 
I think that's very important. But I also think to have a different perspective of someone that's never walked in my shoes is also important. Mm -hmm. Because when you're so focused in someone that's looked like you will never see beyond that, Mm -hmm. you always think this is the only aspect that I can get to. Whereas if you have Sally from PR coming to speak to you about her journey, you can be like, okay, there's another alternative route that I can Mm. take. You know, I think it's all about perspective and where and how and what you want to get out of people. Mm. Um, So, yeah. That's so interesting because let's say um, you're, who was the lady you say, what was she, what was her her job? She was a counsellor. A counsellor. Yeah. Let's say she's speaking to a, a young white lady who who kind of you know looks like her yeah. daughter or something like that. That person could potentially maybe benefit from that. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole bunch of like young black girls who don't see counselors mm-hmm. that look like them, you know, or counselors mm-hmm. that can even relate. Because sometimes even people from the older generations yeah. that are black, they just don't get things the way that that we get things yeah. for our people from our generation. Yeah. It's it's like speaking to you know, sometimes it's almost like speaking to a white person. Yeah. That's, no, seriously. And I mean? think it's because they don't think we go through things. Like my I feel like sometimes like my older like my aunties and stuff, they just feel like we didn't go through things. And when we did it was like why? Like why are you go like you don't you have a home, you have shoes, you have mm. clothes. It's like why are you going through things? And it's like it's much more than the surface and that's what I wanted to like draw like mm it's beyond the surface. We need to start looking beyond the surface. I was such a fun, fun bubbly. You will never think there's, I, I was going through depression. You will never think I was sad. You never think I had self-identity issue. You never think that. So that's what I really want. Like when I, when I used to make the workshop and I used to see someone quietly or some, the loudest person in the room, I always think, hmm, what are you really going through this? Like mm. talk about it. Like there's more beyond the surface that I, I want woman to kind of look at uh, I don't know cool so I, I feel like that bit there is what you need to sound back and like mm. put at the beginning of all your podcasts like because it's that's the, the yeah look like because literally that's that's kind of what I see this, the purpose of this um, podcast being to kind of meet and sit down with women who you know are you know just women from different backgrounds yeah. different ages different walks of life and like get to to know them beneath the surface exactly and one of my like my taglines obviously is mm. beauty beyond the surface because i met i've met with like good like i met with this you guys are going to listen to that hopefully you guys listen to it yeah but she's someone that is so gorgeous online like you know i'm pretty this just sweat to look to look at but i always wanted to know what's beyond that what's how did you get where you're going and how, how how what was the journey that was it as pretty as you or did it have some ugly bits so yeah so that's something that i, I definitely agree with you that i really want to push mm-hmm. but yeah literally i think people by now they'll understand where you're coming from you know as as the weeks go on obviously they'll get a bit more of an insight into your life definitely and to where you plan on taking this but the only thing i'll say to you man is just think the biggest you possibly can man because when i when i when i hear you talk i have a million ideas just going through my head about different things that you can do and how big you can make it like you know you could end up counseling a whole tribe of, yeah. of women you know and influencing them in, in in positive ways and speaking to them on different levels just by doing what you're doing now like in terms of the the meetups in mm-hmm. in kent and then now with this and obviously with the instagram page 
yeah man just keep building the platform keep shining keep looking at the beauty beyond the surface I weren't expecting you to do that though sorry 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 but um so before we round up I just wanted to like ask you two more questions yeah. just to kind of you know um get a bit of an understanding so the first question is um how do you feel like the perception of womanhood has changed over the years um growing up i didn't really look at myself as a woman oh this is gonna sound so weird but i don't mean that i didn't think i was a woman i just didn't see the importance of me being a woman so you was a shut up Jimmy. <laughs> no like i knew i was a girl i mean but i didn't know you know i i wasn't my identity wasn't secure like not secure but it wasn't Mm -hmm. there like it wasn't um there so um wait so how's my perception of woman had changed i Mm. think it's changed over the years in a sense where i feel like as 